<laughs> yeah, um, we're sorry for, <laughs> yeah, not being here and everything. We've had other stuff we've kind of been doing, but yeah, like family issues, school, and, but we're hoping you guys can forgive us because we have the third episode of Witchcast up here. So, welcome to the third episode of Witchcast. Woo! We don't know what it's called just yet, but yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out as we talk. But, yeah, it's been almost two months, I think. Almost two months. Way We're too long. so, so, so sorry, guys. We've, we've been trying to get together and do it's this. Never, it's never really worked out. Yes. Unfortunately, our yeah. schedules don't want to work out with us. She's had her family come over from Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah, Puerto Rico and everything, so she's had to watch her cousins, like, 24-7. Not, not a really bad thing, but we haven't gotten to be together very much. Yeah, and you've had school time, so. And a lot of family drama, I should say, but anyway, I don't think we should make many more excuses. We should just get on with the episode. Get on with the show. That's what we're here for, aren't we? Yep. Well, oh well, we made our little excuse last the entire song time then. But I guess we should talk with the news then first, since you guys are probably already tired of hearing us, or maybe you're happy to hear us again, but alright, up for the news for episode three at this time. Um, we have good and bad news. Um, well, first for the bad news. Um, the U.S. books and the graphic novels have stopped being released. As in, there's most likely no more publications, as far as I know anyways. And they're sort of out of print, it seems, because I cannot find them in any bookstore. I found them at Half Price Books. But they're not exactly on any of the sites. They're always seen out of print and everything for, like, Barnes & Noble and... Amazon and everything, so, guys, I'll, I'll scan them, I'll scan them for guys then, since apparently it's really needed now, but we'll work with that later, so that's one of the bad news, um, another is the Netherlands, the Dutch issues have stopped the comics with the end of the war against Ludmore arc at issue 62, and probably one of the worst ones, bad news, is the Philippines, who are only English issues, from another country. They're ending basically at the end of the Rager Lane arc. It actually goes a little bit into the, um, what is it, 7th New Power arc with issue 75. So, no more English issues. We're going to have to solely rely on people like wonderful, generous, absolutely nice people like Mooncloud and Irma Lover and Rojas and all you guys, all, everyone from different countries who is contributing to this. So, once again, oh my god, thank you guys so much. But... Well, we do have a little good news. Um, well, Rojas has put up issues 69 and 70. So, um, and the unofficial witch website finally has its own domain. I was personally really happy about this. <laughs> it's officially unofficial. <laughs> yes, officially unofficial. That's what we're calling it. Because it's been unofficial witch website for forever. And still the unofficial witch website, but it's... Not free webs. Not Bravehost. It's dot com. So I'm really happy. Um, mainly Christy and I have been updating the site a lot and stuff. Not really, really recently, but we did put a lot of new stuff, including both seasons are now available on di- on iPod for download. I mentioned that last podcast, I believe. How I was saying that I was going to put them up for iPod and possibly MP3 player. I don't know if it works for that. Whichever one you could get through iTunes. 
Whatever iTunes is working for you. Yeah. Um, well, so you guys, I guess, can download the, you can download the episodes as we're talking and listen to the podcast and also watch the episodes on your iPod or whatever. Yep. So, let's but, see. Um, today's character, character of the week, yeah, is Tyranny Cook. Tyranny. That's her favorite character. Yes, it is my favorite character. All Tyranny fans, you rock. Let's see. She's also later nicknamed Tara. You know. Miss Tarani Cook. Tara, yes, Tara. Tara. Uh, her birthday is March 23rd, which means she's in Aries. Uh, the beginning of the series, she's 13, and her power is fire. Of course, yes. <laughs> uh, extra powers, let's see. She's telepathic, which comes in handy when you want to save minutes. Basically. Yes. No cell phones. Yes. Yeah. Very good. And you can, she can hear the other Guardians' thoughts and communicate with them. She's later able to set up communication links with uh, anybody magical, such as with Elyon and Rube, so that people can talk to each other without speaking out loud. Yeah. Rube was, like, freaked out, I remember, whenever... Um, in the third arc, whenever Trani rebels against Oracle and then she, like, leaves and stuff, uh, Rube's like, oh my gosh, you can... We don't have to talk out loud? <laughs> it's probably a good thing, because she doesn't have to hear, like, Irma's wisecracks and stuff. She can just hear Trani talking to them and stuff, but, yeah... Right, more power, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably goes along with her guardian phone. But she's able to manipulate fire objects, such as rockets and fireworks, which we found out in, I think, the first issue. Yeah, issue one, issue one. Yeah. Uh, her telepathic powers later expand to where she can hear the thoughts of people around her. Yeah, that first came up in the Jensen Dance Academy. Mm, gosh, yes. which arc was that? I think it was, like, the fifth arc. Yeah. Yeah, when, when everything started going, all their powers started going out of control and yeah. stuff. Yeah. For those of you who have never read the comics and wonder what we talk about you as we go, go on. Read the rock yes, comics. we they're all online at few select sites. Um, yes. uh, any, if, if anybody else has scans on their sites without having scanned them themselves, yeah, they're probably stealing because if you go to unofficial witch website, the sites that are on there are pretty much the only ones that can have the comics that we all know to read. Well, except for Roja's site. I haven't managed to put that up. So, no, Roja's site where Issues 69 and 70 and other issues are, that that one's okay, too. So Yeah, let's see. That's good. Uh, a pretty shy and laid-back girl, and she's more uh, reserved than the other Guardians, mm-hmm. which, uh, for the shyer mm-hmm. girls, makes her a little yeah. bit more appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, it's easier to make friends, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, besides these facts, she's very determined in accomplishing her goals, and she becomes, like, a different person when she's angry. I can completely sympathize with that. And that's mainly to her mother, though. Yeah, and a, the Oracle. A, a lot, yeah. Those yeah. two people, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Tarani is the most intellectual and studious girl of the group, and she is very organized. Like someone I know. Shut up. <laughs> Nonetheless, she is the one that people look to for advice, as she is one of the least likely, along with Haylin, to argue with her friends. She values her friendships dearly and always tries to gently solve problems by reminding everyone of their bond of friendship, which is very important. Yes, very important. That's always important. Uh, let's see. Family. She has an older brother, Peter Cook, a mother who's a judge, Teresa Cook, and a lawyer father, uh, Lionel Cook. See, she currently has no pets that we know of. Favorite um, sport. Yeah. I think that's... Basketball. Basketball. 
see. Though she has other hobbies and stuff, which I think we'll discuss later. But her favorite subject is math, of course, because she's smart and only really smart <coughs> people <laughs> like math. I don't like math. I hate math. <laughs> I hate math and I'm good at it, but I, I despise it like my entire being. But um, her crush, um, she has a couple of crushes. Her crush at first is Nigel Ashcroft. Ashcroft. I don't think I said that right. Um, but he is her boyfriend throughout most of the series. But later in the comics, it changes to Luke Pratt, who I I actually think is cuter and nicer and stuff. I agree. It, Nigel looks too girly t- for me. I'm sorry. That's probably just me. I don't know. And he he's like really nice. He helps her with dancing and all this. Yeah. And though she. It's kind of a weird thing. Cause I don't know if Nigel was the one who wronged here or Tarani. I think it was kind of a mixed match between both of them because Nigel shouldn't think that everything's only about him and Tarani shouldn't have ignored him as much as she did. So I don't yeah. know, but Luke's good too. When is Luke introduced, by the way? Um, that same thing. Whenever she discovers dancing in the fifth. Arc. Yeah, that's right. That is when she. Did. That's when she discovers her new passion or her old renewed passion, actually. That's right. I should say. Uh, okay, other facts. Um, Trani, along with Will, was one of the newest girls to Heatherfield, having arrived there a few days before Will arrived for the Helming dance. She likes to study and get good grades in school, and she also loves to help others with understanding homework and stuff. Like, Irma constantly asked her for homework. Or one time she asked her, and, like, Trani had to blow her off because of Sheila. But it was, yep. still, it was a good enough reason. But um, She also enjoys reading and writing in her diary. Which we've seen a few times and stuff. I remember in the Philippine issues, they have these little diary pages. And it looks like exactly like the one Trani has in the comics. So maybe that's where it came from. Um, I think it's spread throughout the whole girls, though. Yeah, it did. Okay, yeah. It's like a slam book, then. Yeah. Alright. Um, Trani hates most bugs. And she tends to be squirmish when things are crawling near her. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't blame her. No, 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 no. If... If there's a spider near me, I go crazy. I'm terrified. Huge. I love frogs. I, know, I have stuffed frogs in my. I'm so will. I have stuffed frogs in my bedroom. I'm, yes, it's which is, also good. It's, yes. It's like I open my eyes and a little stuffed froggy is staring at me. It's it's like oh hi witch yeah. Of course. I'm so obsessed. Mm-hmm. I really. Let's see. Um, Tarani also wears glasses and is nearsighted. Yes. Uh, yeah. But because of the gift that Xingjing left the Guardians, Tarani's eyesight was cured, and she felt that being a Guardian was changing her too much. So she temporarily quit the group with Aruba replacing her during their... Arcanta missions, yeah. yeah. Um, with that being said, she is really the only Guardian to have quit her role, really. I mean, they've all kind of rebelled in a way, like Cornelia, she didn't want to help bring Caleb to Meridian whenever he dumped her. Stupid. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I don't like Caleb. And, if you can guess. And she even beat Will in a yelling contest against the Oracle. Yeah, Will. Like whenever Caleb and um, Cornelia broke up, Will went out all, all out in the Oracle. I'm like, why did he didn't say anything? Though maybe Tarani was a little bit too far, possibly, because she was awful out blaming him. Will was kind of just bringing up the subject, and as Will said, that Tarani made it more clear that day in the council whenever she said that being a guardian was changing their real lives too much. She made it really, really clear. Especially when she said she wasn't going to be a guardian anymore, practically. But, yeah. 
Okay, so Tarani's other hobbies include basketball, which we've mentioned as her favorite sport, which her brother's also really good at and loves, along with surfing. Um, she loves photography. Throughout most of the series, she's always a photographer, and um, I think hmm. she renewed her passion for hip-hop dancing. Yes. Uh, I think it's hip-hop anyways. I'm pretty, it looks like hip-hop. It seems like hip-hop, so I just thought that, yeah. yeah. And her guardian theme color is orange, which goes along with the whole fire. fire. Yes, yes, obviously. obviously. Fire, fire, fire. Song fire. See. Let's see. Well, I guess we can get into the, the third, third episode, episode of season one. Yes, I think we can. Uh, let's see. It's called The Key. The Key. Every, the first episodes are all... It's, like, dark and ominous. All three episodes... Like, especially the first three episodes. Maybe the fourth one gets a little bit more lighthearted. I mean, the third one is kind of lighthearted, but... A lot of it... A lot of it is... Yeah, a lot of it's in Meridian, and it has all the... You know, the music from the first two and stuff. Um, this was actually the first episode to have premiered in January when it was supposed to, because, uh... I believe the yeah the first ones were premiered in December 2004. The first two in an hour long preview. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I was so happy when I watched it. <laughs> I think everybody was. Okay, season or er, season one, episode three, the key. See, it starts off in Meridian with Phobos's faithful guard, Raythor, uh, Raythor yeah. accusing Bathic of giving Caleb the only key to escaping his prison, which of course he did. Uh, but we're not, he's not gonna admit that. Yeah, he otherwise he's gonna, yeah, gonna get killed, but. Yeah. <laughs> so, Phobos orders a search of the castle for the key to see if Bathic's telling the truth or not. Which we know he's not, but. Yes. Let's see. We gotta protect the good guy, even if he did lie. I mean, and come on, who cares? does look more like a bad guy than a good guy, but it's okay. <laughs> he looks a lot less than he does in the comics, though. Yeah, let's looks, see. So, he looks like a big, kind of, like, teddy bear. It's a big claws. cuddly teddy bear. Yeah, with, like, claws and horns. I mean, <laughs> he's harmless. Who cares? I know. See, Traffic's cool. Yeah. And then it switches to Heatherfield at the Silver Dragon where Halen is making clothes for the rebellious rebel, Caleb. <sighs> and he, he, he proves to be a rebel because he's, he's, like, not I do not, he's like, I do not want to wear this. Why am I wearing enough clothes to wear, to, like, like a tent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I can't remember army. exactly what it was, but. Who <laughs> But, you know, she does it so he fits in on Earth and doesn't stand out. It's like, wait until you see his goth outfit. <laughs> well, he wouldn't need a goth outfit. I want to know. Oh, wow. Well, Blunk, um, it switches back to Meridian, and Blunk is trading his treasures, quote, unquote, treasures, um, when a man gives him valuable information from the castle. Oh, I never, we never figured out who the man was exactly that. Only some rebels are really named. Like, there's Aldarn and Drake and... Bathic. Bathic and... Yeah. Tynar later and, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, now, let's see. Um, um... Oh, yeah. Um... The guy. He tells... Gives him valuable information from the castle. Which is... When Blunt goes to tell Caleb about Bathic being in trouble because of a missing manacle key. Yeah. And then Caleb said that he put it in a hiding place for Bathic, but discovers that Blunk stole it. Yeah, that's very obvious. That was stupid. It's like, if you want to pretend that you have no idea what someone's talking about, just go along with what they're saying. Don't go, oh crap, oops, and try to escape out a window. What? I know. That's not going to do you any good. He's going to catch you. You're only like a foot tall. 
Yeah, and you <laughs> smell bad enough to be able to track down anywhere. As proven many times throughout the series. Mm-hmm. She really does need a bath. Um, but, so, after he discovers that Blanc stole the key, and he's like, oh, if I don't get this to Vathic, he's going to be a goner. The girls are going to their second magic practice in the bat-infested caves by the beach. Um, yeah. This is the first transformation sequence. Yeah, this is the first time you actually see because earlier they just, like, poofed and they become guardians. Woo. Yeah. Now you actually see the process they go through to become the guardians, the transformation. Yeah, one of the big issues with that, though, um, throughout the entire first season, nobody knew what the heck Will said. It's like, what is she saying? Big hook? Earth? The heart? What the heck is she saying? It turns out in an interview, even Kelly Stables, the girl who played her, had no clue. She she recorded something, apparently she couldn't remember what it was, and then the editors mixed it up somehow, and it turned out into blah, blah, whatever she said. Yeah, so we never know. It works. And I mean, we don't know. This, Nobody knows, so quit making threads about it. I'm just telling you. I know. I'm tired of reading and people closed threads about them. On another kind of question that we have, and we still have, where do their clothes go? Yes! I've always wondered that. Okay, you, you, okay. If you've watched Witch, you've probably, even if you haven't seen them, you've probably heard of them or read manga or books or something. Like all these different Magical Girl series. You have like Sailor Moon, you have Tokyo Mew Mew, you have Wings Club, you have all these different, tons and tons of card, not card captor, Sakura. She, yeah. yeah like Sailor Moon type. There, all, all those type of like magical teen girl things. They always transform, magical transformation, sparkles, glitter. I've always just kind of wondered where the heck do their clothes go? Where I mean, I mean, you like see them, you see witch in what is it? Ambush at Taurus Filney, and they're wearing like their dragon outfits. Do those like? Is there like a magical dimension for clothes and backpacks and all these other different things that they carry with them? Or where the heck does it go? It doesn't see under them. We know that, of course, but that would be very. It's just a random Amanda thing stupid i know but it's a good question where do their clothes go it's just some stupid thing i've noticed i'm like where the heck do their clothes go well maybe there is some separate dimension and if there is i want to know how do they always get the right clothes back it's like when you go to camp and if you don't sell that your name on your yeah. on the pocket you're probably gonna get somebody else's underwear i'm, I'm wondering if there's like some obsessive person in kandagar who's like ooh, guardian's clothes <laughs> <laughs> no that's us <laughs> No. Oh. Yes. oh, yeah, I'm a big fan, girl. Woo. <laughs> I can yeah. see you in kindergarten guarding, guarding the Guardian's clothing. No, I'm just thinking of the song I kissed a girl and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> only only, only people who have listened to stupid well, American music. Yeah. Well, I understand. Yeah, very wrong, but. Yeah. Okay, so, clothes. Okay, anyway, back to the magic Off practice. Off weird clothes issue. My, magic practice, yes. Uh, it doesn't end well with Irma show, showering everyone with crabs and eels. Yeah, I love the part when Halen's obsessed with the donut. She's like, ooh, I want a big sugary donut. Ooh, jam donuts. <laughs> See, I love it, because ever since, every, every single time I watch the episode, I want a donut. I really want a donut, really, like, right now. People on the RPG have been getting me obsessed with cookies and now muffins, and now I want a donut. I'm, like, really bad. Yes, please, please don't get her obsessed with junk food. We're trying to wean her off the... Nice. Okay, let's see. <laughs> uh, but that's okay, I'm trying to do no. it too. Oh, I'm never going to get rid of chocolate. Oh, as no. I mentioned before. No, chocolate, chocolate, untouchable. 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 
I'm talking um, about other shows. Where were we again? Oh, yeah. Um, but, let's go on. through the episode. Uh, oh, yeah. After that, they uh, head over to Silver Dragon, where Yan Lin tells them of Caleb going back to Meridian. Dun, dun, dun. Another one of those. Cut off Cliffy's for the commercial. Yes. And then we wait five minutes, and we come back to Witch. <laughs> let's see. So, the Guardian seek out Blunk to find a portal. Blunk is wearing Halen's precious clothes that were made for Caleb, so... He runs away from her because she's chasing him and getting all angry at him. Well, I would too if someone was wearing those clothes. Yeah. And if you made a clothes, you don't want them to get all messed up, but... Or smelly. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone him being in a dumpster. He is the smelliest thing ever, but... So, So, um, you know, he runs away into a portal and the Guardians chase him into Meridian. Yes, and they're like, hmm, you know what? We're kind of obvious. We need to get a disguise. So, it switches back to Caleb. Everyone's a Meridian now, so Meridian, no Heatherfield. It's just going to be switching people until... Mm-hmm. So, let's see. Now, Caleb meets up again with his friend, Aldern. Let's see. The 360 fakey Aldern. <laughs> that part was funny. He's like... <laughs> yes, that was funny. Whenever... Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The part whenever he meets Cornelia in a bit, he's like, oh... Caleb, your change is like cha- or your speech is like changed, Caleb. Oh, hi there. How would you like to do a 360 fakey ollie with me? Like, <laughs> Cornelia's like, what? what? The heck are you talking about? I know. But anyways, for right now, um, the Guardians trade in cloaks to use a disguise. Let's see. And, By burning um, the firewood and all that stuff and everything. Yes. And, let's see. Um, Oh, Aldern. Yeah, Aldern says he'd need Guardians of the Veil to get into the castle. And lo and behold, they show up running for the guard. And lo and behold, um, let's see. They show up running from a guard and beat him to get a disguise for Caleb. Nice to be people Meridian loves to hate. Yeah. It's like, ooh, the Guardians. Let's kill them! They're, like, they're like, sweet! We are well known. Let's beat this guy's butt. Okay. Get some <laughs> shoes or whatever. What do, what do you say? Like a shy size nine or something like that. I don't know. Uh, big feet. He, he knows, okay. Raythor tells Vathig that the key hasn't been found, so he's doomed. Yeah, he's going to be dropped into the Abyss of Shadows. Which we find out later isn't an abyss. So, yeah. It's more like a... Just a low rock with pointy things at the bottom. Which we found out earlier, but uh, at least I think I think in the second one, Caleb was hit by Cedric into the Abyss of Shadows. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. It looked like it. it looked Anyways, like it. Uh, the Guardians and Caleb run into a room full A room full! A room full! Of Phobos' guards, and... And the Lurdens there. Yeah, and Lurdens. And battle. <laughs> Remember Corny on the table? Yeah, that was like the best part. She's like, oh, let's do a flower pot. Oh, no, table. And she jumps up. She's spinning all around on the table, all happy. And and at that time, everyone else is battling and being all serious. And she's just going around like, whoa, dancing <sighs> on the table. Makes me mad. Will does not have powers still. Yep. That is good. That was my number one pet peeve about that, our season. We'll discuss this later. I, I, I know I've said that before. I know I yeah, have. I'm pretty sure so, like, I have. After that, myself. let's see. Halen and Irma freeze them all, and they rush to, to save Vathic. Yeah. See, Raythor is about to throw Vathic into the abyss of shadows when Will punches him. Yes, go yes. Will! He's like, ooh, you can find that yourself. Pow! Pow. Black eye. Go, Raythor! And Tara hypnotizes Raythor's Lurden. 
You are getting sleepy. Not, Not to mention ugly. <laughs> Will has an idea to frame Raythor by Vathic calling out an alarm about the Guardians so that Vathic isn't blamed. So, Raythor gets caught with the key while the Guardians and Caleb escape. So, that's the end of the Meridian adventure. Poor Raythor. He got, I mean, he's a bad guy still, but I mean, you still feel sorry for him because it wasn't his fault. Who's coming for Vathic? Vathic even looked a little sad or blue, shall I say. <laughs> he looked blue. Um, okay, but we switched back to he- um, Sheffield, Sheffield Institute. Yes. And Ermine Will are itchy from the bugs, from the disguise cloaks, and Tarani freaks out. Can't blame her, though. <laughs> Let's see, and then the episode ends on a happy note with Haylin and Blunk dancing to music at the Silver Dragon basement. Yeah, and Caleb's like, I thought all Earthlings were strange, but I'm beginning to think it's just the females. Who cares for strange? I don't care, do you? No. Besides, but if we're strange, it's just because they're normal. Yeah, but that was, like, the first happy note that this ended on. Because the first two were ending with, like, Phobos and the moon. Yeah, we, we've already... We've, <laughs> we've established that. Don't don't say any more, Christine. We've established that. You think... Phobos' head was big, but whatever. And the second one ended sort of on a happy note with them discovering the acronym witch and hugging each other and going, ooh, now we're best friends. But then Yanlin's like, ooh, I fear another is going to be getting their powers taken away and stuff. And we're like, crap, that screwed it up. But this one ends with Halen and Blunk dancing. I mean, it's, it's a cool episode. It is. But that would be the end of The Key. So next week we'll be doing the fourth episode and everything, or next podcast. Hopefully next week. That would be really cool if we could do that. But most likely two weeks. Hopefully. Better be two weeks. Yes. Gotta get this done. Let's see. I believe we are on issue. For the comics. The comics. We're on issue three. Yes. I don't know. What is it called again? No. It's like Finding Meridian. No, no, the... It's not the 12 portals. That was called Finding Meridian in the book. I'm getting confused. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, The Dark Dimension. Duh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Brain so, part there. Let's see. Okay. It starts off with... Will. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, waking up with no face. Uh, and she's like, crap, where'd my face go? And she's all freaking out and everything, and... Pretty much it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like saying sort of her feelings, I guess, a little bit. It's not me, I don't like it. Yeah, like, who is... Nobody will recognize me. I think it kind of foreshadows her insecurities a little. That's what it seems anyway. But the Dormouse wakes her up. The little Dormouse. I love it. It's so cute. Dormouse is adorable. And after chastising the little Dormouse, uh, and yeah, messing up her entire room. Uh, Will's talking to her mother, and she's like, "No, we can't eat for breakfast. I'm going out with my friends." And she's really going to the very first real magic practice of the series. So then she leaves. It starts off with Halen breaking off cement, or what are those? Really, pillars. Yes, pillars. That's a good word. Yes, those. And then it's Cornelia's turn, and she crushes a pillar. And Irma and Cornelia are, of course, fighting and bickering, and 
acting, oh, I'm better, oh, I'm better, blah, blah, blah. And Cornelia's, Cornelia's really mad about um, not knowing what the heck's going on, because she's so, oh my gosh, we can transform, we can do magic, but we don't know why. After Halen is all sad about her grandma still, because she died in the previous comic. later in the issues. She's always with us. So Cornelia and Will battle it out, sort of. Or at least with verbally, anyways. Yeah, and let's see. She's like, I thought our leader always has the right answer. And Will's like, well, I didn't choose to be leader. You know this. And then, um, Helen uh, points out the, the book that she has. Yeah, the one they found at the end of the second comic issue. Uh, probably has an alien's house. Yeah. To all their but they can't open it because it's stuck. And Will, of course, has her little dizzy spells and everything. So we figure out that the book is magical. And, well, she's just like, okay, well, forget me and let's just get on with the magic practice. And Irma shows a little foreshadowing here. She's like, ooh, maybe your math teacher is um, a monster. So she's getting in this idea in her head that Mrs. Rudolph is a monster from Meridian yeah. or something. Which we found yeah. out later it's true but it's not to that yet and now it's irma's turn for magic practice Er, irma and cornelia really battle it out they're like oh let's see what's better water or earth (laughs) water wins i love water swimming is awesome and then will screams stop it and it stops amazingly She's like, <laughs> all bashful and shy and everything. But it switches to the next day at Sheffield Institute. In math class. Yes, and Will's falling asleep. Mrs. Rudolph notices this, and she calls Will to the board, and Will's all scared and stuff. She's like, uh-huh, I think I know what the thing is. But Cornelia helps her and makes the alarm ring, like, 15 minutes early. But Mrs. Rudolph really realizes that Will hadn't learned her lesson, and she's offering her some free tutoring and helping her with the homework and everything. Mm-hmm. So, Will's all happy, and she goes back to Cornelia and Trani. Yep. And let's see. They kind of tease her because, you know, they're yeah. asking, like, when did you become friends with the math, math teacher? teacher and stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, and then she's walking, and she finds her mom on a date with her history teacher. Dun-dun-dun. Which is shocking, and she runs away. And... Yeah. At the last moment, her mom sees her. <laughs> That's, oh god, I don't know what I think about my mom. She did. I, I don't care if it's a history teacher, but if you're just kind of sneaking around, that's kind of yeah. like, she's like, oh. So, of course, they get into She's already calling him Dean and everything, no. so. And they get into a confrontation, and Will yeah. runs away. Not from home, because she just runs. She runs to home, that's right. Yeah. Brings out the chocolate and bread and stuff. It's the cure-all. Yeah, and she's wondering how it'd be to live a wonderful little life like all the other girls and stuff. But, of course, Halen and Irma aren't living their real lives that they should be because they have snuck over to Mrs. Rudolph's house. Because, like we said earlier, Irma has it in her head that Mrs. Rudolph is a monster. (laughs) So they decide to skip school the next day to figure it out and check out her house. Yep. And so they... Break into her house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Irma trying to use a phone card and finding out that doesn't work. She's like, oh, this always lurks in the movies. Let's do this. Ooh, oh, oh, look, I'll put the phone card in and swish a lock that is 
you know, like federally and state owned and made and stuff, and it will open. Well, no burglar has ever tried this before, and it's always worked. Yes. And <laughs> wow. Part, it snaps in half. And so Haylin's like, may I? Whips, whips out a key that was hidden underneath the flower pot, opens the door. Yeah. That was so much easier. I don't get the part when Irma's like, oh, what a bright idea, now you've locked us in. I don't get that because don't they have locks inside their houses? You wouldn't be able like, to only lock outside your house and then... Yeah, I don't think she was thinking clearly, but... Yep. My my lock, my door has a lock opening in the outside and then a lock in the inside, so I don't know how her house is, but... Yep, and then as they're rummaging around, they realize... stuff and everything. Mrs. Rudolph is back. The one day that they decided to skip school and go to our house was the one day that she decided to take off. What a coincidence. Wow. Yep. It's so amazing how things like that happen. Though it fits the storyline. So that's why. But, yeah, Mrs. Rudolph, she's just relaxing. She calls Will and says, hey, come over today because I'll help you um, learn the stuff that you've not understood yet. But, and then, oh, um. gosh. Yes. Yeah, the part when... <laughs> and then, um, she's eating a pineapple. Irma like sees crazy. her, and she notices that she's got a unusual set of teeth. Mm-hmm. They look more like shark's teeth than human teeth. And then she, like, um, takes off her shoes and tries to relax, and she automatically... And she starts changing into a monster. For once, Irma was really right with her little hunch there, though she was kind of doing it more on a whim than really. And then... Irma faints. Irma faints in the closet that they're hiding in, and Mrs. Rudolph, the monster, catches them. And then it switches back to Will. Yep. And of course. Yeah, she lets Will in all happily, and right at the very beginning, Irma and Haley come out of the closet all tied up with stuff on their mouths and everything covering up. Uh, gags, that's what they're called, duh. Yes. And. <laughs> yes. And. She's saying, oh my gosh, Will, it's a trap. And Mrs. Rudolph is going, oh no, oh no, you shouldn't figure this out. And Will starts getting her a little dizzy feeling again. So she realizes that um, Irma was right, that Mrs. Rudolph is a creature from Metamore or a monster. So she uses her energy shield, and Mrs. Rudolph finds out that they are the guardians of the veil. Mm-hmm. So they start chasing her, of course. Or, well, she starts running away first. But Yep, and they chase her through a portal and into Meridian. Well, they thinking. don't. They don't go into Meridian, though. Uh, no, but of course, they go in there thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, um, Will just says no. Let's not follow her. Let's just close the portal because that's their job as guardians of the veil to close the holes in the veil. So they're like, okay, well, after this, we really need to have a meeting. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Then it switches to Cornelia, who's arguing with her sister, which yeah. is nothing new. Let's see, they're arguing about, uh... Well, Cornelia's trying to get Lillian to go away because she wants to be with the other girls. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, her mom comes over and gets Lillian away and everything, and Cornelia goes back to the meeting, that they're, the emergency meeting that they're having and everything. Yep. And... Uh, Helen once again whips out the books and says, I really think this book can tell us a lot. So they're like, okay, well, let's figure out what to do. 
Cornelia starts getting mad again about all the powers, all the different names, like Kanchikar Meridian and all this stuff, and Will puts her hand in the book, and apparently she can talk to it. And she figures out that it has a magical halo thing where you, they'd have to release their magical energy to open it. Yep. Which, of course, Cornelia thinks is a bad idea, but... The book opens after they all put their energy into it, and it reveals the seal of Phobos. Yep. And let's see. It starts, uh, Tarani starts going to read the inscription. Yeah, she touches it. And then it starts reading out loud. Yeah. Talking about the Prince of Meridian, Phobos. This is the seal of Phobos. Yep. And Irma touches it again, and that was a big mistake, because then the Seal of Phobos got, like, really mad, got, like, really PO'd, and jumped out in the sky and started, like, um, spraying black smudge everywhere, and which they started getting trapped in and everything. Yep. Cornelia's like, oh, crap, it is destroying my room. Shoot. Uh-huh. And, of course... Yeah. Uh, right whenever they think that they're gone, Will brings out the Heart of Kanchikar. And... It absorbs the seal of focus. Yeah, they all go up, and it they're, like, really peaceful, like, releasing all their energy into the heart, and then it eats, it eats Basically, it, it eats <laughs> the seal of Phobos. It's like, woo, no contest. Good versus evil, good over triumphs it. Yep. And, let's see. So, once again, they're talking... And they're talking about how there has to be a link between Elian's house and Metamore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're trying to discuss the possibility that Elian's yeah. family and Metamore are like, connected in a way, but nobody really understands that and stuff. Yep. But Charney thinks the whole town is haunted about all the portals in Heatherfield. Everything seems to be centered around Heatherfield. It must be a magical city from Earth. But Halen brings out the map of the Twelve Portals, and... Irma and Cornelia are both commenting on, Oh, wow, that's the most useful map ever. It only shows you portals after you found them. Yep, and then the... How do I... Candra... So they know they have to go there next. Mm-hmm. And whenever they're in Elion's basement again, the little um voice room yeah, the room the voice Phobos Phobos starts going around in Trani's head again. And Lil has the heart of Kanch car and she's like, Okay, it led me down here for a reason. Yep, and let's see. Cornelia starts going this entire she's totally negative. Yes. These past like in the, especially in the third and fourth, pretty much through the sixth one, whenever Cornelia finally accepts Will as a leader, mm-hmm. she's very negative, very controlling yes. and bossy, and I know it all. And why are we this? And yeah, which of she, course she gets so much better. I like her it, so much better in like the second arc yeah, and so on. I do too. Of course, this brings comments from Irma, Can't yeah, turn off lady, and <laughs> then. Whenever Cornelia retorts, she's like, huh, you're afraid of me, and Irma's really afraid of the portal that just sprang up right behind her. Yep, and 
Will figures out that the seal of Phobos is the key to entering Metamore. Yeah, which is different from the show. When um, the seal of Phobos actually opens portals in the show, but it just shows them. I guess until then, I suppose that they couldn't get through a portal without the seal of Phobos. I don't know exactly how it works in the comics. Yes. That's what it seems like it is. And let's see. And then it switches to Kenjikar. Kenjikar, where you see... Luba is angry. And she demands to speak with the Oracle. Although the Oracle already knows what she wants, and he's saying, no, I can't stop anything that's about to happen. You're just going to have to watch and hope that they do it well, practically. Mm -hmm. So, the girls are transforming to go into Meridian and see what the heck is going on. Yes, they want answers, and they're going to go to anywhere that the Heart of Kanchikar leads them to get them. Yep, and so they end up in a house. Yeah. Yep, they go into Meridian, but everything looks... They go through the portal, because... Tarani helps um, get rid of the fire, and, hold on, um, they go through the tunnel, and they end up, it looks like they're back in Heatherfield, but they know they're really not, so they're really confused, until Irma decides to chase a guy, and it's like, banging on his door, and she's like, who, I didn't know I was that strong, who, but the whole facade breaks apart, and they end up in a medieval city with lizards and different colored creatures around them. Yep. And so, they're finally in Meridian for the first time ever. Yep. And let's see. And Cedric is there. With the welcoming committee, of course. Of course. And Elion is there, too. Mm-hmm. They're like, what the heck are you doing here? Well, I mean, they could have expected it from the second comic whenever Elion was being mean to them in the basement and stuff, but I don't think they really understood what the whole... Her being with the Vathic thing meant until now, I guess. Yes, and of course. They actually try to bring the Guardians to their side. They're like, come here, come to Meridian, we'll love to have you here and stuff. And Of course it doesn't work. And Irma's like, sure, huh? I'll just ask my parents to invite me over, you know. You know, rent a summer house here. Yeah. And then Elion turns cold suddenly. She's like, oh, you don't want to stay, I'm sorry. And then Cedric's like, oh, you guys leave us with no choice. As if they weren't going to do it from the beginning anyways. Yep. And he asks the guards to seize them and to capture them. Yep. And let's see. The guardians start fighting back. And they... Uh, let's see. They retreat. Yeah, they're all working together until they realize that there are too many guards. So they start running away. And Cedric is, like, saying, don't let her get away. I'm guessing he still wants the heart of Cantacross still. Um, but Cedric is mad because that they couldn't get the girls, so he hires Frost the Hunter. This is Frost's entrance. The stupid little green rhinoceros. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy looking. I, never, I don't think I ever noticed that he was green. Wow. Did I? I, I'm colorblind. It's okay, Amanda. No, I always paid attention to Frost. I never paid attention to the rhino thing. Because Frost is five times uglier than the rhino. It's dumber. Yeah. Anyways. Why isn't um, the rhino the hunter smarter than he is? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. Okay, they, they Sorry go, for they... all those people who like Frost the Hunter. Oh, nobody. Nobody likes him. He didn't even turn good in the second season. Doesn't matter. Raither, you know Raither did. Raither did. Because and so did, cool. And, so did, uh, and he had to pick the two most mindless things ever. He picked the gargoyle rock thing that they defeated, um, the girls defeated in the first episode, in, or second episode, second episode. And then um, Sandpit. 
Sampit, I think, is the coolest one because he can do anything, okay? He can, like, every attack that goes through him, like, goes through him, and he can slide through anything and attack anything. But I guess we'll talk about that when the second yep. season comes and let's get that see. far. And then... Yeah, they're hiding in a warehouse. And then we'll realize... Place. Yeah, we'll realize that they're going to have to send distraction, so... She uses the Heart of Kindergarten to kind of make copies. I think this is, like, their first sort of form of astral drops, except they're not... They're very mindless. They they have absolutely they have like, no will of their own. Yeah. They're just running out to be yeah, captured. Just to be captured. But it's the first thing that they realize their powers and stuff for that, mm-hmm. to make astral drops. They're completely, like, no pupils or anything like that. Yes. But... And of course, unfortunately, yeah. But unfortunately, Tarani gets caught. Yeah, Frost actually catches her because the rhino who we mentioned was smarter than Frost. Notices them. Mm-hmm. Smart rhino. And Tarani starts yelling at them to protect themselves and to get out of there. And Elion actually takes away her mouth. That that is weird. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. Irma, Irma and Halen are really mad. But this is when we discover that Trani has telepathic abilities because she keeps telling Will, "Please go away, just go away, leave me." So and of course, Will does as she asks. She listens to her, and even though she's sad about it, um, at the end, very end of this issue, um, they are seen in the Elion's basement making an astral drop of Trani, the first real astral yeah, drop. First, yeah, though they made it for her and not the other way around. So. Mm-hmm. So it's probably why it's more yeah. easy to control. And Cornelia is still mad at Will because she's like, oh, we should never have left her. This was a great choice for a leader. Yes, and of course Will has to explain that she told me to go back. Yeah. So that ends with her saying that she told me to retreat, she told me to go back, but we'll do anything to rescue Tarani. Yeah. Basically, so. it's a retreat and regroup. So it's like an inspiring type thing to end the issue with. But I like that issue. I like the next issue and stuff, too. All the issues. Gosh. Yes. I love all the issues, too. Okay. Well, I think it is time for For our our top ten. Top ten. Top ten list. So, let's see. This week's is your best witch moment. So, people posted in, like, the witchrpg and tv.com, or I don't think tv.com exactly, um, and... And, 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 so let's just start with the number 10. Let's see, number 10 is Tarani going punk rebel and K gets for knowledge. That was so cool because she just goes, yeah. Completely three, uh, 180. Yeah, she she goes completely from good girl, school girl. I mean, she sort of does this in A is for anonymous. On, uh, anonymous. There. Happy? I pronounced something wrong too. Um, and. She kind of goes, like, a rebellious streak right there in that episode and stuff, because she wants people to notice her. But in this one, she dyes her hair pink, gets spiky. Well, first of all, she couldn't find her glasses, so she got contacts, and she... <laughs> it was just funny. At the end of the episode, too, Nigel kissed her, so it was really... It was a big transformation type thing for her. Yep. I thought that was really cool. Let's see, so... Number nine. Irma's water giant in G is for garbage. That part was awesome. That was awesome. Because she's with Blunk the entire episode, and then she's like, okay, let's make this big water giant, and let's kick off all the... Because at that point in the episode, um, the Guardians were hypnotized by the Horn of Hypnos, that's it, and they became transmarchers for Raythor and the Knights of Vengeance, so... 
Yeah, and I love the part whenever she kicks Cornelia, and the part whenever she grabs Will, going, hmm, you know what? I'm gonna squeeze Will and release her. You know what? Water doesn't mix with electricity well. Hmm, that's interesting. So Will can't earn. Irma gets electrocuted, but... <laughs> so, let's see. <laughs> Poor Irma. I but know. that was a really cool thing whenever she became water giant. That, that was number nine. Cool. Alright, so, number eight. Will cut... Will getting caught dancing in front of Matt's house and walk this way. That was priceless. <laughs> oh my gosh. You were dancing so happily. And then I opened ah, the garage door. It's like I put my hands over my face. I'm like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Because it's like so, when you get into a character, you're like, oh my god, that's so embarrassing. I feel so sorry for them. She covered it up well. Though I don't know what the heck was up with Matt's hair. It's like, they couldn't decide on whether he was having a good or bad hair day. No, I think it's because they... Then, I think it's because by then he still wasn't an important character. Yeah, that's yet. what I, that was what I was thinking. Though yeah. they had him in um they had him in Happy Birthday Will, though. And his and he looked exactly like he does now, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. He wasn't a very fully developed character yet. But that was really funny. She's sitting there listen she goes outside his house for whatever reason and it's all smoothing down her hair and going, Oh my gosh, her heart's pounding as she listens to Matt and she starts dancing in front of his garage door and then lo and behold the garage door opens and there's Matt watching Will dance in front of him with her back <laughs> oh my god it was priceless it's like just, I said priceless it's one of those it's one of those really priceless funny yep. moments all right um number seven Matt seeing the guardians transform in the stolen heart that's my favorite episode of season one I that it's the funniest it also thing has ever. one of the best quotes too Yes, there's so many. Oh my gosh. But in that episode is whenever Matt, of course, um, went to Meridian because he followed Will because he was worried about her and was wondering what the heck the heart was and people stealing. And because, as we know, Jeek had stolen the heart of Kanchkar from Will, which, if the people had fallen, fallen, uh, followed the comics, it would never have happened because you have to. You, that goes against the free will thing, but whatever. There's too many, yeah. Okay, antics. Later, later. So, Matt goes, and he sees, and he's like, oh my gosh, why, we're in a, first of all, he has to deal with the whole thing of, oh crap, we're in a different world, we're not on Earth. And Will's like, oh crap, I'm really messed up. Then he and has then, to deal with, you know, as it, Cedric, uh, are they being captured by Cedric and all this stuff, and, and when <laughs> he sees them transform, think about it. Think of what, what must be going through his head. He's a boy, and he just saw his, like sort of girlfriend, sort of girlfriend yeah. I mean, turned from a nice little developing young girl to a girl in her late teens, fully blossomed. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like I think it was early in this episode because at the end of um yes, at the end of um crap, I got it. Rebel rescue and stuff. Um, they kissed, of course. Will was like, <laughs> and she like runs into him practically. Uh, it was sweet though. And then in the beginning of the episode, he's. I think he's talking to Martin in the mall, and he's like, man, I can't figure Will out. Yesterday, she, like, grabs me and kisses me, and today she's like, get off my sidewalk. I love that quote. Yeah. But, so, he's sitting there going, oh my gosh, he's trying to deal with all these changes with Will, and then, bam! Holy crap, there's a really gorgeous girl in front of me. Is this, is this gonna be my girlfriend? Sweet! <laughs> okay, that's when he makes up his mind. yes. I do want Will as my girlfriend. And, no, before they transform, Halen's like, oh, watch this, Matt. It's really cool. Yep. 
Let's see. So, dun dun dun. dun. Number six. Kernel getting all powerful and N is for narcissists. Or nears. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody knows, well, for all those who think of the first season as the Cornelia show, this episode in season two really sealed the deal because Cornelia is acting all Miss Press and Miss, oh, I don't have to do anything because I'm Cornelia. And she gets, and later she even ends up getting all the powers, but then she realizes from getting all the girls' powers that she's not as important or she's not the main reason why they're the butt team that they really are. So she's like, oh, I'd rather go to witch. And I thought that was a really cool moment. She's like, I'm rule and I'm not just pretty. pretty. I'm, I'm gorgeous. gorgeous. After beating Tridart, who apparently had eaten all his vitamins of despair from Helenor. <laughs> yes, watch the episodes, guys. If you're, well, you're if, if, okay, if you're listening to this you're podcast... Confused. Please watch the episodes. Yeah. I don't know. And read the comics. I don't know who would... I mean, if I can understand if people can't get the episodes or comics, but... I mean, come on. There's YouTube. There's the Unofficial Witch website. There's Mooncloud site. There's there's a ton of places you guys can watch the episodes or read the comics and the comics forum, of course. So, if you're listening to this podcast without having any clue what witches, go read or watch it. Seriously. It is beyond worth it. But, okay... We're on to number five. Let's see. Number five is Will versus Al- the Alter Meter in Ages for ha- Hunted. Hunted. <laughs> Haunted. 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 Yeah, when Nar- um, Narissa goes, this defies the whole point of the comics, too, but we've established that, I think. Um, Narissa goes, and she makes Will's actual drop into an Alter Meter, even though she shouldn't have the power to do that in the first place. Antics again. And so Will's Altamir is like, no, I don't want Will to be in control of me anymore. So she goes out whenever Will catches her at a party and she starts kicking Will and Will's like, oh crap, Astral Drop, Astral Drop, why isn't she changing? So they get in a big fight and then Witch comes out or Itch comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Itch comes out and they see them. The very first thing they see is Will and her Altamir electrocuting each other. <laughs> that must have been hilarious to see. No, that was like the coolest looking scene. They're sitting there hand, punch, punch, and then electrocuting. It's awesome. I like the lightning. And as much as, as much as you don't want to see your friend being electrocuted, you guys admit it's pretty awesome <laughs> to see two people who look exactly the same with the same powers electrocuting each other. I love it when like Will electrocutes Cedric and W's for Witches. Yes. It's just awesome. I know. Okay, number four. Halen and Eric's kiss in the trauma. T is for trauma. You put the trauma there. I misspelled it. Whatever. <laughs> um, well, as we know, that episode, Halen is very depressed. She, even in her transformation scene, they made her, like, not lifely. So, she just found out her grandma has gone over to the dark side and joined Narissa, who apparently is supposed to be beautiful. Yeah. That she look- looks better as an old hag. Yeah, as Cornelia commented. Uh, no, but that like- was the, that's the only time Cornelia has ever been right. <laughs> she looks better as an old hag. I, I've never understood that. It's like everyone else, like, you look at Helenor and Cassidy and... Well, I mean, because she has to be the evil one, but, I mean, she was once the heart of Canticar, and you, I mean, Will's good-looking, and Narissa's like, uh, ooh. <laughs> You're supposed to be beautiful? It was so creepy in that episode watching all these guys, like, all be like, oh, my God, you're gorgeous. Hi, babe, and stuff, and she was like, 
oh, what else could a girl ask for? And she's all wrinkly, and I'm like, oh. Vomit. Serious. Ugh. Gross. Yep. But in the episode, Eric, so Halen finally discovers herself, and she discovers that Nerissa is never going to um, keep her back, and she's going to, and she beats Nerissa badly. And Will discovers from Halen that that's the way that they um, go against Nerissa and her group. Mm-hmm. And at the end, she saves Eric, and he, she's like, and he notices that she had braces, which is really cool when a guy notices stuff like that. So Yep, so for all those guys <laughs> listening, yes, girls care when you notice small stuff like that. And she's like, oh, they're ugly, and he's like, oh, how could anything look ugly on you? And they're so shiny! <laughs> so she gets so happy, and she's like, woo, and kisses him. Match made in heaven. Unfortunately, Aww. it's a long-distance relationship. In the comics, anyway. But Star Crest lovers, yay! <laughs> yeah, I know, really. Except no, I, think, they I think a Ruben Cedric are more Star Crest yeah. lovers because they were faded. More. And they do end up a little bit more like Romeo and Juliet, anyways. Yes. For those who don't know who Romeo and Juliet are, go read William Shakespeare. I'm sure everybody knows. Well, no, there are some people who don't know. The younger really? witch fans. Well, you don't have to read it to know who Romeo and Juliet are. Okay. Number three. Matt breaking through Nerys a spell and singing the will to love and S is for self. I love that episode. I know. <laughs> He's so. It's so sweet. It's the sweetest episode of the entire two seasons. Especially because you know it really is Matt singing. Though the, the entire yeah, the entire episode it focuses on um, Will trying to find Matt and Shake. It's the whole battle between Shagon, who Nerissa turned Matt into her like evil minion. He, he's battling with Matt trying to take control over their body because Matt apparently doesn't have that much longer to live if he doesn't fight for it. So, Matt, he's like trying to reach out to Will and he can't do it until the very end of the episode whenever he sees Will about to be destroyed and he brings out his guitar and he's like, right weapon. <laughs> and he gets rid of Shagon and he's still in the body. Though he starts singing um, The Will to Love to Will and she's like, oh my god, you're Matt! And it's just, it's just so sweet. And then after that, of course, Nerissa takes their power away and rejuvenates the old guardians and all that crap. And But Matt's back. Will kisses him, and he sings The Will to Love. It's a tribute. a lot. Well, like three or four times. Something like that. More than most of the other couples. Of course. Because it's... <laughs> but, well, he's the only other non... In the, in, with, like, Caleb, he was originally a Meridian. He's, like, the only human who really knows about this. That's so. true. So, okay. Um, and and then he sings Will of Love and stuff as a tribute to Will. It's just, it's a really sweet episode. It I, is. I like the, I it love is the a songs. sweet episode. I love the songs. Demon of Me and Will of Love are really good songs. Those are amazing songs. I wish they had, like, instead of just the shows, mm-hmm. the shows, I wish they had, like, the person who plays Matt. Mm-hmm. Actually singing like a, at least a full length version of them for they should have come up with that, but they never did. Okay. Um, number two. Cornelia and Lillian's story in You is for Undivided. <laughs> I love that fairy tale. It, yes, she loves this fairy tale. If you want proof, go to YouTube <laughs> and look up the uh it's like what was it? Witch story book. Yeah, the witch story book. It was kinda it was kinda I was cause it's a parody. Yeah, the season two episodes make um like have each character practically. Some of them have all five characters, but mostly it's one episode per guardian. So I was just like, okay, I was going to do one for each guardian, but I haven't managed to find time. But I started off with Cornelia because 
you is I'm divided is such it's a fairy tale already and I thought hmm a storybook so I love the part because they're making up Lillian apparently is the heart of Earth that makes no sense <sighs> but we'll once again we'll angry. discuss this in a later issue probably a special probably. special podcast or something maybe um and I love the part because they're making up and Lillian can control. Whatever. Things. Like, she makes glamours. She makes things appear, like, whenever she's hearing the story that Cornelia and Matt are telling it, her, it becomes real. Yeah, it becomes real. And, like, and we all know what yes. happens when they come up with the dragon idea. The dragon! It's like, yes! Ten feet tall, scaly, and, and scary. Twenty feet tall with giant, giant bat wings! <laughs> yeah, you know if you start quoting, like we said earlier, I believe, in the podcast, if you start, start quoting, quoting the episodes and stuff, you're a witch man. Yes. If you know the episodes back to front, you're obsessed. If you can pick random moments from episodes and still get them right and assign them to each episode in the right order, you're a witch fan. Henceforth, Amanda's the biggest one that I know. <laughs> okay, well, alright, you guys ready? Number one. Which going Zenith and Z is for Zenith? The oh, I coolest <laughs> thing I've seen. All you see is, no, it creeped me out at first, because all you see is Will go Guardians Unite, and her eyes turn white, and it's like, oh, like, holy crap. Oh I my god. that was cool. What are you talking it, about? It was cool, but it was creepy. Not really. So, and then they all turn into their element forms, which is apparently their ultimate form, being in touch, in tune with their elements. Not only being in tune, but they become their elements. But, you know, as we found out later, it's very dangerous, because you can lose yourself. Yeah, they lose, like, their humanity and stuff, because... I thought that was really cool how they started off the episode um, with them not knowing who they were, and then they, they did, like, a flashback. I swear, those last, like, three episodes were the biggest plot twists, weird. I, th- I think people just threw the things out in there just to keep on with it. So, Z is for Zenith. Number one choice, guys. So, I guess we are on to the... What is it? The uh, 13th quest. Portal. 13th, 13th Portal. Yep. Yeah. Let's see. Um, we have a question from from Mark, who used to play the old Matt Dormouse on the RPG. He's an old friend of ours and stuff. So he asked, how big is Metamore anyway? Well, in issue four, it shows a three-dimensional map of Meridian, but it seems to cover the entire planet. Yeah. You wonder why is it three-dimensional map city if the, um, it, if it doesn't go around the globe, seriously? Um, why is it three-dimensional yeah, I it's, know. And Meridian is actually the largest and main city in Metamore. Yeah, because um, it's supposed to be a city. Why is it three? It, if it's a city, it can't be the entire globe. So why is it a three-dimensional map is what I was trying to mean to say earlier. Yeah. yeah. You know, all, although they only call the planet Meridian in the show. That's mm-hmm. the, the real, it's really called Metamore or however else other countries say. I'm not sure exactly. So, so that small 3D map is actually only a part of the whole planet. Yeah, it's, if it's only a part of the whole planet, Metamore, they, then the map that was shown in issue four is really confusing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I remember reading one issue, Elian was trying to help those lands outside Meridian from a rock slide or something? I do not re- I can't remember the issue, but there's too many issues, I swear. Yeah, something um, about magic shouldn't go against nature. Yeah, and I think she was, like, thinking of Cornelia about that or something, but... That's showing just there that there are other lands outside of um, Meridian, because Meridian's the capital city. Yep. But there's a whole world out there. So, 
it seems a little, it seems more small, I think, in the show. I think that's what Mark was pretty much saying. He wasn't sure between the show and the comics about if it was, which one was smaller and which one was correct. But in reality, the, it's a, a planet, the whole planet. I don't, it, I can't. It could be Earth size or it could be smaller or yeah. bigger. We're not, no, it's not clear in the it, comics yeah. or in the show. It's not but really it's clarified. definitely not. Mercury. It's, yeah, it's definitely not small. It's not small for sure. But it, so we don't know how big it it's is. It's a planet. We don't know if it's Earth size. It's, I always think it's smaller than Earth. I just can't because it I might. Mean, it you might don't be, see as many people on Meridian. But, it might be smaller than Earth. It might but be a little it bit bigger. It is not small. So we're not sure. That's how big Metamore is. It's not. It's not small. small. <laughs> so, but there are a lot of conflicting things with the how big Metamore is. Yep. So it's still a thirteenth portal. But you have more things to think about. <laughs> Let's see. All right. We had a question by Alda, I believe. And she asked us, um, what is your favorite comic and episode? Honestly, I don't know if I can pick. But yeah. Okay. How am I supposed to? Um, I, I don't know. Hold on. Okay. I do not know my comics. I have a group of favorite comics. Like, pretty much probably one for each arc. I don't... Hold on. Let me go through each arc and think. Um, for me, um, I really... I, I'm a huge Will fan, so I think I like um, comic issue 6 from the first arc. Because that's about like showing how Will like saved Cedric's life and shows all battling all her internal dramas and stuff. Second arc, I don't know. It was all about Will, so I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I liked, I liked um, 20. Whenever she was being filled with doubt and stuff she fought against her friends and that was when Halen was like you have to be like the um, reeds flowing against the force and stuff so and Will of course gets a heart, the heart of Kandrakar taken in that one I don't really like the third arc so I don't know maybe the one one of the ones with the astral drops fourth arc uh, issue 46 when Will and Phobos battle it out and Will tricks him into trying to take the heart of Kandrakar and it doesn't work because he's stupid and, and that's the one whenever he jumps off a cliff and kills himself. That was <laughs> no, that was the best part of the yeah, comic for me. Yeah, he jumps off the cliff. Yeah, they're like, finally he's gone. They're like, did he really just do that to himself? They're like, oh yeah. Irma's like, of course, yeah. Yeah, he's he, going. He'd he's, rather he's fall falling in, for eternity. Yeah. He'd rather fall into eternity than be trapped in a prison. Yeah, I mean it's understandable, but eternity um, being in a prison well, at least you don't have a floor. I'm not sure exactly in the fifth arc. I'm not totally, I'm not really sure, because there's a lot of them. I think probably the last, um, I don't, I think it's the last one anyways. I like the ending ones, mostly. But whenever they're, um, it's a combination, probably whenever Cedric dies, and Arub is really sad for him and everything, and then whenever Will discovers Matt, and they beat Ludmore and all this stuff, but the sixth one, we're not exactly done with, so I can't, I can't say. Yeah. 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 Let's see. Um, your favorite comics, I guess. My favorite Future. comics. I think I can't exactly accept. I can't remember it. which comic this one is, but it's one of my favorites because of this background story that it has. It's the one that shows the play with the four dragons. Oh, that's nine. Yeah. That's nine. Uh, I like that one just because it shows a little bit of, you know, mm -hmm. the story behind the story. Yeah, it shows the origin. Yeah, the Guardian's powers. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that comic. And let's see. I pretty. That's really the only one that 
besides I can't what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I like everything that she likes. That's the only other one that she didn't mention that I really like. Yeah. See them. Episodes. I think my favorite episode out of all has got to be W. The Square Witch. I think that's probably... Oh, that's hard. I have between, like, three. Though I think, considering... I have to narrow it down. Considering I like season two a little bit better than season one. Although it has some issues same with season one it fixed some issues but then it introduced new ones mm-hmm. but i love since um the stolen heart is my favorite episode of season one so that one's got it in the bag for season one but season two was real is really between yeah w is for witch and s is for self but being a huge will fan s is for self pulls up and it's just such a sweet episode and i love it I love it, well, I love it, I love it. Really, the only reason I like Witches for W is because of how W's funny. Witch. <laughs> Witches for W. <laughs> I'm Spanish. Hey, Show okay. me. <laughs> you have to say everything backwards. Yes, okay, I okay. do, okay? Okay, back back onto the... <laughs> Witches for W, okay? Witches for, Witches for W. That's Witches for W. Go on, go on. <laughs> the reason I like Witches for Witch is because of how funny it is. Yeah, I love it because they're all together. That's the main reason, because, I mean, you, like, I think they're in Cornelia's room, I believe, and they have, like, Miranda and Cedric and Phobos and Witch and Matt and Ced- and Caleb and Napoleon. It's like they get everybody together trying to go against Nerissa. It doesn't exactly work out for them, but, yeah, it's still real cool. It was still pretty funny. Yeah, that, that's my second favorite episode in season two. Yes. After that, it goes down, like, H and all those other ones. I really liked them. Yes. It was funny, so, just like when I mess up on my grammar. So, I guess those are our answers for that. So, after... Okay, well, now up we have the song Fire, since from the Witch CD, considering it is Trani's character week. So, we hope you guys enjoy it, okay? Around me 
fire for Tarani on the witch CD. You know, like the saying says, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. So, <laughs> we love Tarani for that very reason. Yep. But, okay, well, we're kind of nearing the end of the show here, but... Yes. Um, and for all those who are wondering, yes, you all have full permission to make fun of my grammar. Amanda does yeah. it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Not really. Yes, you do. It's just funny. Yeah, no. It's, we, we make fun of each other. I know, it's I just fun. don't want anybody to feel bad. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't I don't know if we have accents or not. We might. I don't know. We're from Texas, so... No, you're yeah, from for... Texas. I'm oh, from Florida. I, I'm not... I was... I wasn't even born in Texas, so... You weren't born in the United States. I know I wasn't, but it, it doesn't matter. I still grew up here. So, if we ever have accents, please don't make fun of us. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Whatever. Yep. But, okay, um, I promised that I would give a special shout-out to a really, really, really good friend who I'm very happy with at the moment. Um, her name is... She's Miranda, or Ember, um, from the Witch RPG. And she has been drawing my power fan art for my witch fan fiction and stuff and she's a very 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 good drawler so anybody who's a witch fan or just wants to go visit her um Debian Dart site it is at um live it's you know the www or http sim or colon and slash living x puppet dot deviant art dot com and you have to go visit her little site there because she is the most amazing pictures she, we have a lot of really good fan art people but she's the first one I wanted to mention because I know her and everything so thank you so much again lots and lots of kudos for you yes. happy thank you very much <laughs> they're very pretty I saw them yeah they're very good artists my mom was passing by the computer and she's like oh wow that's so pretty so you're very good artists so compliments to you and we're going to be discussing a lot of different fan fictions and fan art probably and everything later yes. especially because the music's going to stop sometime soon um within 20 episodes or so because hopefully we'll get that far <laughs> hopefully we better we'll be in college doing this yes <laughs> okay and like the usual the websites and stuff yep so let's see of course Websites, um, the unofficial witch website dot com. Yes, from our sponsor. Freewebs dot com slash mooncloud two one seven. Mhm. And from there, you know, you can go to the from one of those sites. You can go to the RPG forum or the comics forum or anywhere else to like read comic stands, watch episodes, and stuff like that. Um, you know our email at witch underscore cast at yahoo dot com. And remember, if you have a microphone and you want to give a shout-out or be part of an episode, record yourself and send us an email or contact us if you want to participate. Yeah, I mean, come on. If you guys have a microphone, we can figure out something and you guys can talk on our show or say whatever you want or give a shout-out or just do whatever. So if you guys have a microphone, just either contact us at um, our witchcast at yahoo.com or you can, like, if you know me as witch lover or will or something you can always contact me or something on the comics forum or tv.com or the unofficial witch website which rpg i mean just contact us want to do anything just come over and talk to us and everything all right well, well guess this is the end yes uh, well we're we so sad at this time yes, but at least we finally got the episode out yes Finally, an episode. This might be the longest one. I'm so, not sure. I want to make tell. a special shout out to everybody who's been waiting for this. 
Yes, two months. I'm so sorry, yes, guys. This I'm is really this episode sorry. is for you. So you guys are happy again. Yes. And don't kill us when we you have to wait like five months for an episode. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm kidding. But who knows? Who knows? I, I don't. We are know. entering the next school year, so our last year too. Oh. Oh well. And be seniors in two weeks. Yep. So sweet. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, have guys. a great day. Have a great time. <laughs> bye. hosted by the unofficial witch website whether you want to see the episodes read the comics or more you can come here for your witch fix visit the unofficial witch today